Howdy doody, Nicola, how are you? Hello, everybody. I'm well. How are you, sister? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to Fox Force 5 podcast, everyone. Uh, we're here every week, pretty much, to tell you five things you need to know <laughs> for, for, this, for the time much. being, anyway. Uh, we're just having a bit yes. of a laugh off here there because we're comparing ailments. And uh, I got a new false tooth this week that was super, super expensive. And my, by way of explaining <laughs> like how much money it was, I was just like a hell of a lot of Botox. <laughs> <laughs> so Botox, false tooth, Botox, it. false tooth. I maybe made the wrong decision, but hey-ho. Um <laughs> yeah, so Nicola, tell us your big news from this week. People are going to think I've had the baby or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't you be on the fucking podcast if you're the baby. No. Go on. We got a fur, ba- a fur baby. A fur baby instead, a yeah. fur baby. Yes, we got ourselves a little uh, rescue puppy. And um, my plea to the world would be, if you're thinking of getting a dog, please don't buy one. There are so many rescue that need pups. homes yeah. at the moment. It's absolutely depressing. Mm-hmm. And actually, so we, we got it through a rescue center in Limerick and um, they were saying that they've never been busier. It's all post-COVID and even like puppy farms are producing dogs at a very, very fast manner because of the demand during COVID. And now there's no homes for them. So mm. even puppy farms are like pretty much going out of business but they've all these dogs that that's why you you'll rescue like a bulldog now a french bulldog like dogs that you used to buy for a fortune you'd get them in a rescue center really? now because they just need homes yeah mm. so it's really sad um but in good news though what i would say is like fair play to these people who run these centers like the lady who we got it off of she had 16 dogs in her house yesterday God bless her the fosterers they're unbelievable no. I don't know how they don't get yeah. like foster parents I don't know how they don't get attached to them more and like well it's eight were hers eight. and eight were fosters <gasps> and I said that to her I said oh so like you must get attached and she was like I have enough I can't have any more I was like yeah okay mm, bless her <laughs> but the chaos of like walking in and the volume of little dogs like barking and oh my god it was complete chaos but fair play to them they all have full-time jobs and they do this in their spare I've got to tell you a little funny story around this right I was watching just you know the way sometimes when you sit down and there's you're doing something on your phone or whatever on your laptop Mm. and you don't turn off the TV and there was this thing called Saving Lives at Sea which is about sea rescues on um, whatever channel was on I don't even know what channel it's on maybe ITV last night and it's like yeah people you know like the Coast Guard and stuff like that and anyway they were rescuing these two women who'd got stuck on a sandbank so essentially they were walking their dogs in their wellies and they like this it just the tide turned and they were stuck they were their wellies were stuck in the ground the the sand and the water went into their wellies they couldn't get out because you know there's does this suction thing and you get fully stuck and they had been walking their dogs so anyway eventually the hovercraft comes rescues the two of them in the interim the dogs of course had like lolloped off wherever (laughs) but as the hovercraft came into shore all the dogs came flying out to meet it. 
<laughs> so these eight fucking dogs climbing all over the hovercraft and the two women are practically hypothermic and the people are trying to look after them and these fucking dogs are like trying to get up on top of them and stuff and get to them you know and they were because there's eight oh, of them bless. they were probably rescue dogs as well you know they were all different breeds yeah, and I was, yeah, I couldn't stop yeah. laughing Aww. and you know the way they kind of interview the <laughs> rescuers and she was saying it was a rather challenging situation because all the dogs wanted to be with their owners <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad to oh, report everybody was fine, <laughs> including the dogs. But I was oh, like, God. fucking dogs. <laughs> I know, but they're so, they're so attached. I like, it's know. so funny because like, I forgot we haven't, I haven't had a puppy in years. Like, and oh God, there's going to be serious rustling on this podcast because they're currently eating a sack that I filled with crunchy stuff, you know, <laughs> to okay. make noise. So it'll probably be picked up in the podcast. So apologies. But um, they... Well, it's just like a baby. Mm. It's literally like, you know, they eat, you walk them, they go for sleep for a while, they wake mm-hmm. up, they eat, mm-hmm. walk them, play with them, you know, they need like stimulations, so they have to properly play with them, you know, things like that. And then like I've been meeting and I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep, <laughs> you know, hoping that he like conks out and so. It's been very good though, but it's like mad how yeah. much of a routine, like you have to have a routine yeah. with them. But it, I mean, I work from home, so I feel like I can give them a really good home. I think it would be very hard if you were out like for eight or nine hours oh a day. Oh my God, you couldn't do it. It comes to potty training and all mm. that. You wouldn't be able for mm. it, like mm. no way. Mm. But he is a joy so far, I must Tell us say. Tell what you call Ted, Teddy. Ted, I oh, love it. Love it, love it. <laughs> he's he getting does look to like know a teddy. already he's looking at me. Yeah. Um, he's a lovely pink nose and uh, I'm sure we'll put up a picture, but he's a little cockapoo and he's a lovely pink yeah. nose, which I love about him, I, and pink kind of eyes. It's, it's funny he's, you say uh, that about the breeds because I would, like in Egypt, be following the various like rescue centres in Cork and Kerry and that. And um, yeah. I'm always astounded at the calibre of dogs that are on those rescue pages compared nice. to over here. Like over here, all the dog, yeah. cat and dogs, it's all kind of dangerous breeds and like greyhounds. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. You know, it's all the sort of unwanted of society sort of thing. Um, whereas on the Irish ones, there was a flip, there was a pair of Dalmatians on the Cork one yeah, recently. Gorgeous. Like there's a proper Alsatian on the Cork mm. one today. Like, like these are, these are dogs people would pay hundreds Pure and thousands grades. of pounds for, like, you know, it's mad. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, that's what, like, your one was saying about the puppy farms and stuff. Like, the puppy farms can't even sell them on. So then the puppy farms are literally giving up all these dogs. There was somebody on the radio yesterday saying that there's, like, a list of 800 animals waiting to be given in in the Dublin rescue centres. How depressing is that? Yeah. As in, people people are on a list to abandon to give them back like yeah so sad I'll stop it was really like I'm really happy that we did it but like obviously we still got a gorgeous little puppy out of it yeah. like if you can adopt I would it was so sad apparently it's really critical it's really bad at the moment like the worst they've ever had it and they'll just have to start putting them so. down eventually like it's terrible like that's it yeah but um, anyway look we're um, yeah, do our bit <laughs> I'm already like maybe in a couple of years we get another one <laughs> <laughs> hilarious <laughs> yeah, well, that's it slippery slope baby. slippery slope Okay, we better get cracking on with this. Uh, Number one. One. So this came out last week, uh, just after the podcast, actually. So the news that we are going to have a referendum in Ireland on uh, gender equality in our constitution. So what this was... Came out on International Women's Day, Kelly. Talk about timing. Yeah, yeah. how (laughs) convenient. Yeah. So the government wanted to have something positive to say that day, obviously. So... 
There's a very interesting article on RT website by two academics, Heather Laird and Emmy, sorry, Emmy, Emma Penny from UCC. And it's a very long article, so I won't go into all of it, but I'm going to read the first few paragraphs just to give you an idea of why this is important. Because I think like people would sort of maybe have a general awareness about this, but not know exactly the background, as it were, you know. So just to kind of... um give you a bit of that and, you know, why it's important that these changes are made to the Constitution. Okay, so Article 41.2 of the Irish Constitution famously proclaims that the state will endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. This article is quite rightly criticised for perpetuating gender stereotypes, establishing a mother's domestic role as her core occupation and suggesting that women do not require the same freedom of choice as their male counterparts. The duties of fathers, it is pointed out, are now are nowhere ref- referenced in the Constitution. Critics of this article link it to such discriminatory practices as the so-called marriage bar, which from the 1920s until 1973 required women in certain public service jobs to leave their employment upon marriage. It happens to Stuart's mother over here as well, by the way. Following repeated demands at national and international level for the article to be either amended or removed, the government committed to holding a referendum in 2016. The article has since been debated by the Citizens' Assembly on Gender Equality and the Assembly has met to determine the wording of the ballot paper to be used in the forthcoming referendum. The article the Assembly concluded had come from a very different time for a very different Ireland. And we've talked about the Citizens' Assemblies on this podcast before. Mm. And generally speaking, they seem to be very good things where reasonable people get around the table and say, right, what should we do about this problem or this issue that's facing Irish society? And generally speaking, they come up with fairly sensible solutions and then work with the government to implement them. Now, having said that, I couldn't tell you another one that I'm aware of, but I'm not sure if they're ongoing or what, but we'll maybe look at that another day. Anyway, uh, while the forthcoming referendum is to be welcomed, discussions of the article too often conjure up an image of a frustrated middle class woman forced to stay at home rather than engage in validating work outside the house. But some women have restricted access to paid labour and the self-fulfilment that it can bring is only one strand of the story of Irish mothers and work outside the home. This story also includes a long history of working class mothers who had no choice but to join the workforce. So essentially what this article goes on to say is that the way it was set up was if a woman decided to stay in the home she would get a welfare payment um but that welfare payment was made to her husband so in many situations if the husband didn't give her the money say for example Mm, like they were just abusive or neglectful or whatever yeah so it didn't even make sense in a way for those people you Mm -hmm. know and and that's talking about things brass tacks like Actual cash rather than, you know, self-fulfillment or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, they go into a lot of detail about how um, that sort of poverty was measured and how how many people were actually affected, you know. But um, anyway, it goes on to say Ireland's 1937 constitution was built around the myth of the male breadwinner and this impacted women differently depending on their socioeconomic status. The ongoing debate on whether this constitutional act should be altered or removed should coincide with an understanding that it never functioned evenly and cohesively amongst women. Removing or altering it cannot be merely symbolic. Our amended constitution should seek not just to reflect the current status quo, but to pave the way for a very different Ireland in which mothers from across the socioeconomic spectrum have equal access to real options. I think what's interesting about that is there's a sort of a uniquely Irish feel to it of like the mammy. We have to respect the mammy, you know, Mm. (laughs) like this image Mm. of this woman in a 
apron at home baking brown bread, mm. you know, and yeah, her being yeah. the centre of the family in terms of support and care and love and, you know, and we need to blow that shit up. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so anyway, there you go. So it is important and I hope people won't be like, oh, sure, this doesn't mean anything when the referendum comes. We need to go out there yeah. and change it so that women are given equal status with men and not just sort of, even though in this day and age, it's not really, there isn't as many uh, ramifications because of that clause, but it still mm. needs to get out of the bloody constitution, you know. Yeah, we just need to get it out, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. It's a, it's a funny one because I feel like it's, we've had so many very passionate referendums over the yeah. last 15 years that it's um, not going to be as passionate, no. you know, which is maybe a good thing because it's been such a termulous, term, turbulent, is that the word? <laughs> Her, yeah, you know, a few years with all the referendums and that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see the other side of things. Is there going to be another side? Is there going to be a... Well, I'm sure there'll be some lunatics the out there, probably like Enoch Burke and them saying the woman's place should be in the home or whatever, like these bloody yeah, yeah. far right <laughs> lunatics. Um, so watch this space. Can you tell this is a lefty podcast? Interesting. Uh, anyway, mm. there you go. So, yeah. I'm sure there'll be people listening to this, especially people maybe not in Ireland going, what? What the fuck? Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, OK, Nick, number two. Over to you. Two. Very good. Thank you very much. Um, I would like to start by not spoiling it, but just saying that I felt a bit numb after the last That's episode. That's so funny. Of last of really? <laughs> you weren't satisfied with it? Yeah, no, not really. I was no because the character. No, no, I, I thought it was very good. Mm. It, it, so no, it was an excellent season finale. Yeah. But I just kind of feel a bit like confused as to how I feel about yeah. it. You know that kind of way. Like it was very you know, interesting, and I think that means that makes me feel like it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that kind so of. So I was chatting to Brian, our brother, about this in the text, and. um he put it nicely. He said, "You cannot go into no, 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 much no, no, detail no, 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 I'm not. Stop, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he said, and he was talking about he played the games as they came along, and he said, oh, yes, you know, at yeah, the time yeah. when you get to the end of the first game, that you're left with many questions as an audience, as are the protagonists, you know." Um, about what's just happened and what might happen. You know, there's no kind of easy answers. And I think, I don't think, any, I'm not sure it ever gets resolved, but obviously we've got a series two coming at some point. Um, but I was expecting, I don't know, from the trailer the week before, I thought it was going to be a big, like a- action-packed mm. episode. So I was a little bit surprised that it was as short as it was, you know, and... Um, it was very short mm. and I thought that was very clever mm. the way they did that as well. Some of them have been so long that it was really clever the way they did that. Yeah. But I think it was excellent TV. Mm-hmm. I just, I think I need to like rewatch everything again or like we were a little bit distracted too because we had the dog like on our yeah. laps and... Apparently somebody said so to me, funny. episode <laughs> six is, which I can't remember which specifically what episode that was, was that the one with the in the mall? Might have been that one. Yeah, I think so. Where yeah, apparently that episode, there's a load of nods to stuff that happens in the future, as well. So I think it's worth a rewatch, probably. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to rewatch it. I rewatched a couple of them, alright. But um, yes. Anyway, so that was that was interesting. Um, 
TV wise otherwise I was just going to run through some of our all time favourite Irish TV Yay. shows seen as it's St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. this week woohoo Woo. well some of my all time favourite TV shows number um, one Glenroe <laughs> number one I deliberated this wait now are you doing now, a countdown say, or are you just listing but, random five what's the well I can do a countdown if you want like I know my top three okay. very I probably know my top three I think I, I deliberate everything else well, what I would mention in the top five, I'll get to my top three in a second, but what I w- would mention in terms of the top five is, and if people are outside of Ireland, they won't know what I'm talking about or anything like that, but do you remember Pure Mule? Yeah, Pure Mule. <laughs> we were like Pure teenagers, Mule. Pure Mule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that has to be in the top five just because it was the most like quintessentially Irish, mm. like teen, early 20s drama that we ever had, yeah, totally, you know, yeah. in terms of it being like a small town. Yeah. It's like Mullingar. Mullingar, yeah. And like it being being a small town and like the stuff that goes on in small towns and the drinking and the riding yeah, and all that yeah. stuff you know quite coarse <laughs> so yeah. I think I was mm-hmm. yeah very coarse and I'd say I was in my late teens early 20s when yeah. I first watched it and I went back and watched some of them in the last few Did years you? I think like it was about probably six or seven years ago and I'm like oh, yeah, I have them on DVDs I have Aoife's DVDs are you serious <laughs> and um, yeah and it's just mad now to look back on it because like it so was the way we were at the yeah. time so it's kind of like a uh-huh. snapshot of like history of what Irish youth were up to you yeah. know so anyway I would say Pure Meal definitely in top five number four um, I don't know I've really gone through this so <laughs> that I definitely like but um, well I suppose like Bad Sisters I didn't even really watch it though mm. I watched the first it's episode it's supposed to be very good again one, so yeah. going to give it going to give it a, a top four just because everybody was raving yeah. about it and obviously it does very well for us being on Apple TV mm. gives a lot of like you know even just showing the the female talent that we have in this country mm. in terms of actresses and mm-hmm. and uh Sharon Horrigan is brilliant and obviously yeah. she's writing loads of shows and all that stuff as well so mm-hmm. uh, big up to them so in my top three and I don't know if I have any particular order right mm-hmm. but my top three Irish TV shows um, one of them would have to be can I guess Love Hate oh yeah I was, was going to say Love Hate yeah, love- yeah yeah go on yeah I guess yeah okay I guess the other two so. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely Love Hate brilliant smashing fantastic mm. TV series loved it loved it loved it um Father Ted? Yeah. And there too. Yeah. Is that number two? And yep. Jesus, I don't know. Like drama or comedy? It's hard. No, it's comedy. Channel four as well. Irish. Channel four. Yeah. Well, think think of the board. Think of Oh Dairy Girls. <laughs> Derry Girls, yeah, of course, of course, of course, yeah, that's great, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that it's so funny, like Derry Girls and Father Ted kind of come into my head at the same time because like a lot of them are like 90s Irish mm-hmm. nods in both of them, mm-hmm. you know, whereas it was the 90s when Father Ted was shot. But Derry Girls has to be my favourite mm-hmm. new Irish TV show of the last 10 years just because yeah. all the way it's written and like, again, all the nods that like they were teenagers when we were teenagers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and the way that they even finished the entire series, I thought was so well done and so special the way they like looked back at the troubles and all yes. that so had to be my top Irish TV show of all time potentially yeah. and I know we've had loads of like things like the soaps and all that stuff like Glenroe back in the day and all that Fair but like that's not really the same yeah. so yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the other kind of crime ones there was one there uh, it was pretty good last year or the year before um, Keaton 
Kin. Kin. Yeah, Kin is pretty good. Yeah, it's coming out for a new season, actually. I started watching this. uh, Normal People. Oh, God, Normal People. I never watched it. It didn't sound like my bag at all. But yes, that was massive, sure. Um, Mm. There was that thing as well. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I've just started uh, Dublin Narcos on Netflix, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. It's it's all over Sky. It's all over Sky Sky at the moment. So um, I'll report back on that. But... um, I'm trying to think of other stuff that was on over the years, but there was nothing distinctly Irish that kind of, oh God, when we were teenagers, there was a show called No Disco used to be on and it was all like indie music and stuff on a Thursday night really late. I oh remember, geez, yeah. I loved it. Um, Donald Deneen used to present it. Like it was the only place you'd actually be able to see music videos for like indie or sort of alternative music, you know, which was back in the di- way back in the day in flipping early 90s, you know. Um but yeah, what other stuff over the years? Just yeah, that's this would take a lot of uh, young offenders. The yeah. young offenders can be that's funny. funny. You Mrs. Brown's boys. Oh, sure, that's Mammy, massive. Mammy's favorite. Yeah, massive, massive. Um, <laughs> There's a few like where again, like I think the comedies do well internationally because yeah. like it's Irish people are good sense of humor. Yeah. You know, we're not afraid to take the piss out of ourselves. Yeah. Although, did you see? I have a wheeze. Oh, on the Saturday Night Live sketch from the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I just yeah. heard that it takes the piss out of the Irish being pissheads and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and fighting and. And then Jimmy Kimmel also made reference to like the fighting Irish and uh, yeah. it's a bit uh, low, bro, like, isn't it? Like you know, Irish just like surely we've moved on. Like yeah. I mean, look at the amount of nominees in the Oscars, and they're still talking about that stereotypical mm-hmm. shite. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's just a bit like oh, let's move on a bit. But anyway. So that was my top Irish telly. And if you haven't watched Dairy Girls, you're totally missing out. It's all on Netflix and it's all on Channel 4 so you can watch it all. Definitely go and check it out. It's some crack. Okay, cool. (laughs) Right, uh, number three. Three. So this week, you know, I was going to do, and her name escapes me, but the woman who actually founded International Women's Day. So I might do her next week because she's a very interesting story um, Mm. because that was uh, last week. But this week... um, we don't have one fox per se. What I want to do, which is kind of like what I did at Christmas, um, what I want to do is to dedicate this week's homage to all the people out there who are not parents. While Mother's Day is on mm-hmm. Sunday, it can be such an overbearing time for people who aren't parents for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Some people will have decided they don't want kids. Some will have had the decision made for them. And some maybe just never get around to it or don't meet the right person or there's a multitude of reasons. It's one of those things I think we need to talk about more and normalise more so people don't just feel like, oh, I need to have a kid because, well, that's what everybody does, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. So so mm. days like this don't really help us create an environment where child-free people can feel as valued as other members of society, I think. So, you know, it's mm. a hallmark holiday and actually causes a lot of stress for people. Also, in respect of the fact that there are many people who've lost their mothers or never knew their mothers. Yeah. And it can be kind of painful for them, too. So... My recommendation mm. is Mother's Day be gone. Let's make International Women's Day a bigger affair instead and celebrate all women <laughs> rather than focusing on one particular group. But yeah, uh, what will probably happen to me on Mother's Day is I'll have a big hangover and the kids will try to feed me something I don't want to eat about five past seven in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. At five past seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, it's a funny one. I do think, I do appreciate how a lot of marketing companies and the emails you get nowadays are more, like, they say you can opt you out want. and all that, but still, you're yeah, still getting an email like to say, do you want to opt out on Mother's Day? Like, it's like, you know, it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But, uh, 
you're still being told about Mother's Day. It's but I think it's a very valid point. I think it's um very interesting. Like there are a lot of people in lots of different relationships who decide not to have children or like I said, can't have children. And it is absolutely a holiday that's kind of forced down people's necks, I think. And it is because it doesn't really mean anything. You know, it's not like like a birthday, yeah, you're celebrating the day yeah. someone was born and it's they're a year old or whatever. Mother's Day what does it mean? You know, you're a mother. Well done. You're a mother every other day too. I just, I don't, I don't, Yeah. I don't really, I don't know. I just don't really see the value in it. I really don't. Um, and it just means people sell loads of shitty flowers and cards and contribute more to the in, environment, environmental disaster we're experiencing. And mm-hmm. just because the marketing companies say we should, you know, so. Um, yeah, absolutely. But there you go. Rent over. Haha. <laughs> um, all the not to all the non mothers exactly, exactly for sure and one thing i would say after and i don't know this is kind of probably controversial enough to say but one thing i would say after becoming pregnant and that is my god should there be like a right to choose what you do with your own body mm-hmm. it's unbelievable like the way that your body is completely taken over by this little thing you're growing oh, yeah. and it actually made me even more so believe in things like the right to choose because how people go through it yeah. when they have no support or they don't have the money to have the, the health care yeah. or you know mental support family anything like how people do it on their own or how people find themselves in a situation it's absolutely terrifying mm-hmm. so that was one thing that I firmly believe even more so than I did before mm-hmm. absolutely. which is interesting I think so and I that was even early days that I felt like that I was like this is hardcore like how People are, you know, in these situations, I feel like they can't do anything about it. It's absolutely terrifying. So mm-hmm. that's just my sense on a yeah. very dark view. No, you're right. Thing. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like <laughs> autonomy, like just being doing what you want to yeah. do yourself with your body. And it's nobody else's bloody business, whether that's having a pregnancy, becoming a mother or whatever, you know, whatever you choose to yeah, do exactly. um, mm. or otherwise. So, yeah, power. And also, like career wise, no matter what company you're in, things like that, it fucks your career as well. I would say. Well, when I was thinking about (laughs) this, I was, I was, I was kind of figuring out how to kind of frame it, and um, I was looking up, you know, people who campaign to give, you know, to normalize Mm. this more, and I was looking up like reasons not to have children. Should we focus on that today or whatever? And then I was like, no, because people have complicated reasons there's no like I don't want to I don't want to like simplify it and belittle it by saying you'll have more money you can go on holidays whenever you want that's not what it's fucking (laughs) about you know it's not a lifestyle choice for most people it's more considered than that you know so um Mm. so I think that's kind of pointless and you see the trashy mags do that kind of shit every now and again um and they're all great at like listing 40 celebrities who've chosen not to have kids, which again, I think is a bit of guff like, you know what I mean? Like, so what? Yeah. And those 40 celebrities are asked that fucking question every yeah. single time yeah. they're interviewed about children. Why aren't you pregnant? Like Jennifer Anderson for Non-stop. years, like, and then she finally came out and said that they did try. And like, it was really satisfaction for people when they heard yeah. that, yeah. that she had tried and it wouldn't work. It's so back. It's so messed yeah. up that we're still living in this day and age. But anyway, yeah. right. So. There you go. So to the non-mother. Exactly. Okay, number four, over to you. Four. I have a lovely one for you this week and it's a lovely Irish artist. So again, I'm keeping with my Irish uh, theme this week. Great. Um, 
it is a lovely account that I actually came across originally on Twitter, but I don't think he does it on Twitter anymore because Twitter's kind of turned into like a cesspool of yeah. negativity. So I follow him now on Instagram mm-hmm. and it's at a daily cloud. And what he does is he literally just like has pictures of clouds, but draws on the clouds to make them look like little creatures oh. and little cartoons uh-huh. and stuff like that. So I'll show you one The here happy content like, we need. Look. Oh, look. You could just put a <laughs> smiley face like, on a cloud in front of a skyscraper. Yeah, on a cloud, on a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah. um, and there's a few here where it's like clouds in front of you. I don't know if you can see that one, but it's like sideways. <laughs> cloud oh, yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah, on yeah. the actual mountain yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's an Irish artist um Chris P Judge is his um name artist and author and um I think he like does obviously a lot of like drawing and stuff like that for various books and things like that but I really just really liked this little one I did see um I started following it ages ago but Amy, Amy Huberman also shared it a couple of weeks ago mm. it's just such a good lovely little joy it's literally just he draws things on clouds, animals, people's faces, lots of different stuff, but it like makes them into characters. Yeah. And I just think it's after a, a few weeks so of like scary nice. children's childhood scare yes. content, we this is the, <laughs> this is the stuff we need, like just little smiley faces and it's stuff. It's really nice. Okay, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. at really, really cool. Daily really Cloud it. on Instagram. Yes, enjoy. Number five. Five. So, in the similar vein to your telly countdown Nick I actually didn't do my favourite five songs of uh, Irish songs I found last year 2FM did a poll and came up with the ultimate Irish playlist Um, so how many do you want I've got 20 how many do you want oh god (laughs) yeah give us 20 why don't you guess try and guess a few there I'll tell you what number they're at right okay so songs just songs in general Mm. nothing compares to you Sinead O'Connor number seven yep the Cranberries uh, Zombie. That's in there too, yep. <laughs> what about Z- The Cranberries Linger? No. <laughs> it's not in no. there, okay. Yeah. Um, Zone. <laughs> Knowing your days now, there's nothing like poppy or there's anything no like that. There's no Boyzone. Uh, you two, yeah. a few you two, one, a few more no, like that. There's How many only you two one you and is it one? No, it's not. Or is it a beautiful day? Or no. I love beautiful day. It's my favourite Um Oh gosh, I should not kill. There's so many of them. Where the streets um, have no name. Right, it's number anyway. six. Okay, mm. very good, very good. Um, what else now? Uh, Think some utter <laughs> shite that shouldn't be okay. on the list at all, but was massive. Oh right, yes, yeah. What, what about? Um, Hmm. Well, what about like some of the old school Irish stuff, like Luke Kelly and stuff like that? If you need that stuff, like the old triangle and Luke Kelly isn't like on there, but there's no, mm, there isn't a lot of old school stuff to be honest. I, I'll give them to you. Really, shite that shouldn't be on there. Boy Zone. Yeah. Um. Oh, Bewitched. Say la Yes. Number nineteen. Boyzone. Yeah. Um. No regrets. There's no Boy Zone on it. No, no regrets. No. That take that. Oh, what pity. Um. Similar vein though to Boy <laughs> I'm Zone. Trying to think. You said other. Other shite. I'm trying to think of oh Westlife, yeah. loads of Westlife stuff, flying without wings, no. world of our own. <laughs> oh no, oh world of our yeah. own. Okay, very good. Um, I'm trying oh, to God. think. Let me, let... West Hoosier. He's Hoosier. on there. Yeah, 
Yeah, number say, 15, yeah. take me to church. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, go so on. <laughs> well, you got number one as well, which was the cranberry zombie. Um, but you'll kick yourself at the top three. Oh, anyway, there you uh, go. number 20, hot as flowers don't go. Yeah, good. Number 19, bewitch, say la vie. Oh, I mean, what a load of shite. Go on. Um, 18, put him under pressure. <laughs> Is that even an Irish song? Like. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought no. of it as well, but like yeah. it is the sentimental value of it. Number seventeen <laughs> is Christy Moore, Ride On. Number sixteen is Van Morrison, Brown Eyed Girl. Fifteen is Hosier Take Me to Church. Fourteen Westlife, World of Our Own. Thirteen Snow Patrol, Chasing Cares. Um, best Grey's Anatomy song of all time. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, it's in it a it lot. It? I yeah. think I've heard it like three yeah. times in it, and now we're on season six. Uh, so yeah, it's in it a good. They are Grey's in it Anatomy in general definitely a lot. like played a part in it, you know putting Snow Patrol Snow into Patrol the ascendancy. Success. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, number twelve, Sharon mm. Shannon and Mundy Galway Girl. Thank God, not the oh, flipping yeah. Ed Sheeran version. <laughs> Um, Eleven, the stunning, mm. bring up a storm, which is kind of an interesting one to have in there. Number ten, which I completely yeah, object and should be shat all over, is Mark McCabe's Maniac 2000. I hate that song so much. Oh my god! <laughs> Number nine, Bagatelle, Summer in Dublin. Number eight, The Undertones, Teenage Cakes. Oh, yeah. Number seven, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares ah. to You. Number six, You Two Were the Streets of No Name. Number five, Aslan, Crazy World. Number four, mm. The Saw Doctors, N17. Number three, Tin Lizzie, The Boys Are Back in Town. Number two, The ah. Pogues, Fairy Tale of New York. And number one, Of the course, yes. So, yeah, there you go. That'll inspire people. Is that number one? Yeah, what a tune. It's kind of the, you know, Munster have adopted it after last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool, actually. If you go see Munster now, they blast it like zombie. It's actually class and everybody sings it. It's really cool. It's kind of a good, it's a good anthem, team song anthem, to adopt yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's, I'll tell you what it says about it. Um uh, maybe I didn't add it in. Oh yeah, I did. The protest song written by the late Dolores O'Riordan in memory of the 1993 Warrington bombings was crowned Ireland's most prized song according to listener responses. There you go. Um, yeah, oh. that was just from last November. Yeah, so. I do love it. It's a banger. It's a right it's banger. A like zombie. Um, yeah, but sometimes you'd be like, yeah. really? Maniac 2000? Are you for real? I bet you what they did actually is I bet you they put together a list of 100 and they got people to pick they out the 100 people. or something. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And then that's what I mean about the sentimental thing. Mm. It's the crack that people would be voting for yeah. there. Like, so there's no wonder Maniacs so. on it then mm. in that respect, you know. Um, yeah, so there yeah. you go. Very yeah, good. Very so we have a sort of a... Hey, but we should, we should give everyone a... Irish, yeah. Irish-ish yeah. themed... <laughs> Podcast is like, yes, that's what I was saying. So enjoy Paddy's gonna, Day, everybody. I was going to start the podcast today saying, Conor Big, Nicola, August McFane, Kind, Ask Gwilia, Er Fad, Aaron Podcast, and you, and see how many people turned off. And I'd be there, Unwell Cadigum, Dull Goody, and Larry. Neil Cadigum, Shixius. Shixius. Yeah, no. I wish I could speak Irish better. I really wish I could. I we wish I was in a better school. Paul, Paul Meskell doing like his that, uh, you know, so. his cupola fuckle on the yeah red carpet uh, a couple of weeks ago. We started a big debate about it, didn't it? Like that we're all so terrible at after fifteen yeah. years of Irish in school that we can't actually speak it properly. And they're right. Immersion is the only thing. And Brendan Gleeson was like fluent. Was he? No better to no. him. Brendan Gleeson spoke all in Did Irish. You? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Colin Farrell was standing next to him with like a face of shock on him being <laughs> like, of course, of course he can do this. He said he was interviewed after and Colin Farrell was like, of course the man can send there and talk yeah. Irish for five minutes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. They're <laughs> it good on, good. They were good on double act kind of those two. Yeah, they're cute. They're cute. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He looked great. 
great at the Oscars, I thought, Colin Farrell. All the Irish look great. They looked, they made, they, they did us proud, even though we didn't really bring home much, but um, it was lovely. So hopefully, mind uh, you, yeah. I don't know if I would have thought that film would end up being nominated so much back when I first watched it, you know, so... Um, but everything ever all at once like just swept the board. Sure, everything. It was a wild mm. movie, but it's why it was absolutely wild. Like I really enjoyed it, but like completely bonkers. Yeah. And look at it, it won so many awards. Like it's yeah. brilliant. So I'm kind of delighted for yeah. that. And how sweet was his acceptance oh, speech as stop. well? Stop. So oh, it's really really yeah, sweet. Great. Yeah. Um, that's the crack for this week. I hope everybody has a wonderful Paddy's Day. I am. Uh, going to the pub on Saturday. I'm so ready for this weekend <laughs> because I'm I'm even taking Friday morning <laughs> off to do my long run, so I'm not exhausted for the pub. Ooh, yeah, and Ireland are hopefully going to win the Six Nations. Yes, on I think. Saturday I think. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're gonna yeah get a few uh, jars in. My best pal Emer is visiting from Ireland, so uh, looking forward to seeing her Yay, and uh, keeping some bar stools warm over the day on Saturday. So Brilliant. that'll be good. Great yeah. So everybody, no matter what you're up to for the weekend, um, enjoy. Good luck to the rugby. And oh, I did meet the Irish team last weekend, by the way. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Which was very exciting. And Kelly got a video of all of them getting onto the bus. I it couldn't see them at all. That I just had my phone. That was the funniest bit. <laughs> I just had my phone up in the air. I was like, who's there? And no green to be seen. You better start that up for Saturday, right? You better go get yourself a jersey I now took or out something. my bucket hat last night I've dug it out so I've got oh, that and I've actually going? got a flag well but done. I probably won't take the flag because you know some pubs oh, can be a bit weird about stuff like the that is yeah and I've got a few other bits and bobs um, so I'm ready for it and I found all that stuff that I could never good. find the last few years because they were always in boxes good. and the girls have their Ireland hoodies oh, and they're they've oh. got like um, Ireland uh, tricolour um, hair clips yeah clips and mm. like like um funny little zagabangy things in that yeah. so oh, cool. they'll be going to Huge. school in sort of non uniform on Friday <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, very so good take go. pictures yeah. for us. oh we did I have to mention this just for posterity but Estelle had her first gymnastics play last Saturday it was like something 387 kids in a gymnastics play it went on for five oh, hours Jesus. it was mad and brilliant and Estelle got her medal and she was delighted and Effie did her first oh, swimming lesson brilliant. and well she done, was great Yay. and just jumped in the pool and basically swam up and down twice with a noodle she is oh, unreal so yeah they had two big firsts for the girls last weekend so I was very proud of them and it was lovely so I don't know why I'm telling everybody that it was just a proud oh. moment you know so um, there you go alright well done yeah. thank you okay. all see you have later. a good week guys bye, bye.